Hello and welcome back to another episode of Discipleship.ca. My name is Teresa and with me today is... Steve. Thanks for joining us as we have another discussion with the hope, prayer, and goal of encouraging you in your daily walk of faith and journey towards Christlikeness as we explore scripture, faith, and the Christian life, as well as talking about what Jesus is teaching us on our journeys of faith. Today we are in Psalms. Again, we are on Psalm 21. The king rejoices in the Lord's strength, a psalm of David. Um, Steve, do you want to go ahead and read that for us today? I do. O Lord, in your strength the king rejoices, and in your salvation how greatly he exults. You have given him his heart's desire and have not withheld the request of his lips. For you meet him with rich blessing. You set a crown of fine gold upon his head. He asked life of you, and you gave it to him, length of days forever and ever. His glory is great through your salvation, splendor and majesty you bestow on him. For you make him most blessed forever. You make him glad with the joy of your presence. For the king trusts in the Lord, and though the steadfast love of the Most High, he shall not be moved. Your hand will find out all your enemies. Your right hand will find out those who hate you. You will make them as a blazing oven when you appear. The Lord will swallow them up in his wrath, and fire will consume them. You will destroy their descendants from the earth and their offspring from the children of men. Though they plan evil against you, though they advise mischief, they will not succeed. For you will put them to flight. You will aim at their faces with your bows. Be exalted, O Lord, in your strength. We will sing and praise your power. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. So as I was preparing for this one, uh, my commentary, the one commentary said that psalms, especially those written by David, can be understood in three ways. Now, this psalm, Psalm 21, kind of piggybacks from Psalm 20, which we did last week. Um, But we see David in his current context and experience through the psalm. Secondly, we see kings that are after him, that come after him. They would sing these songs. They would apply them to their experiences and use them that way. And then thirdly, this is my favorite, um, Jesus will sing them as a final fulfillment in their theme. A lot of them are pointing to Jesus, right? You see the Christology within the Psalms that um, that David is writing and going through and the the different things that he talks about. So Psalm 21 is a carry-on from Psalm 20. Yep. It's clear about king and battle, right? It's very battle-oriented, very Mm -hmm. um, warrior. We see a warrior king. So in verse 1, we see how the king exalts in the strength of the Lord and his salvation. Right. So the king knows it is because of the Lord and his salvation that we have won, that we have anything of value and worth. Yeah, it doesn't take the victory for himself. No, exactly. Oh, Lord, in your strength, the king rejoices. In your salvation, how greatly he exalts. Very clear that it is not anything because of the king. Right? Yeah. Uh, And then verse number two, a direct answer to prayer. You have given him his heart's desire and have not withheld the request of his lips. So the Lord Mm. has answered his cry in the way that he's desired. He has not withheld requests that he's been asking for. And there's like, I can... I can just sense the, the enjoy, like the joy here, you know, like you have answered me. Thank you. You have given me everything I wanted, everything I asked for. And it's all because of you. Yeah. So I love how in verse one to seven, we see how the king rejoices in the strength and the salvation of the Lord. So we know that in this, the king is trusting the Lord completely. 
we see a bunch of different things um, that the Lord does. The Lord has met him with rich blessings. The Lord has set gold upon his head. The Lord has given him life, length of days forever. So Mm -hmm. eternal life. His glory is great through the Lord's salvation. So here we see it's only through the Lord that the king is great. The Lord bestows splendor and majesty on the king and made him blessed forever. And because of the Lord's presence, the king has joy. Yeah, yeah, you get a you get a little uh, you get a little gospel glimpse in there. Mm-hmm. Eh? That's like exactly verse two, where it says, "You've given him that be David his heart's desire, and mm-hmm. have not withheld the request of his lips." Well, what did he want? He wanted a he wanted a household that would rule forever. Yes. But then you get to verse four. He asked life of you, and you gave it to him, length of days forever and ever. Right. So the kingdom, you know, the the, the throne of David, the 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 fulfillment in Christ mm-hmm. is forever. Forever, yeah. right? And and it's through Christ that we have length of days forever and ever. Um, yes, yeah, so then verse 7, where it ends this list of things, uh, the king trusts in the Lord. Through the mm. steadfast love of the Most High, he shall not be moved. Everything the king has is from God. Yeah. His joy, even, is from the Lord. The Lord has given him authority and blessing Life, and it's all from the Lord. And the king at this point is saying, I know where this comes from. Yeah. I know this is not because of me. I asked and you gave in your goodness, in your providence, in your sovereignty. You chose to give this to me, but it is all because of you. Yeah. It is not because of me. Yeah, yeah. Well, and, and again, you take, that, you take that gospel image there for the king trusts the Lord hmm. through the steadfast love of the Lord most high. He shall not be moved, right? Like... That blessing, if you take that and think to the gospel with right. with uh, verse two and four, like we read, then then five, six, and seven make it it's a difference, right? You right. glory in in your salvation. Hmm. Um, You're looking splendor to Jesus and majesty here. you bestow on Him. Now we're talking about Jesus. Yes, right? the there's Lord the, bestows that. There's on the you. two part, right? God David the and then and then Christ. Yeah. Uh, for you make Him most blessed forever. You make Him glad with the joy of your presence, right? Mm-hmm. And and you get you get the fulfillment of gospel. Yeah. In the midst of all of that. Yeah. And then I love verse seven where it says, through the steadfast love of the most high, he shall not be moved. No. Right. It is the Lord who holds us steadfast and it is in him that we can be immovable, not without him. Right. Exactly. Um, So verse, we go on to verse eight and nine, your hand will find out all your enemies, your right hand. I love how it's like confirmed. Your hand will find out all your enemies. Your right hand will find out those who hate you. Right hand. Who do we know that is seated on the right hand? I've yeah. got the Father. Jesus. More Jesus. More Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. You will make them a bl- as a blazing oven when you appear. The Lord will swallow them up in his wrath and fire will consume them. Hmm. That's, I believe, directly talking about Jesus. Second coming. You can go to Revelation and read more about that. Yeah, and we talked about that a bunch of psalms ago, mm-hmm. that cup of God's wrath, right? Like, there was the cup of wrath that was blazing and burning in sulfur. What was that, like Psalm 11, I think it was? Uh, they Let them rain coals on the wicked, yes. fire and sulfur yeah. and scorching winds shall be the portion of their cup. And that was where 
mm. know, the cup of the wrath. That's right. You talk about like, Where yeah, she just took that for us. It is not, it is not going to be a comfortable spot to no. be found out by the right hand that you hate and are an, an, an enemy of God. No, that's right. And I think I it's very I was like going to say like uh, an enemy. An enemy. Don't hurt yourself, Nemo. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Enemy. An it's enemy. bad to be an enemy of God. Yes, exactly. Blazing oven, the Lord swallows them with his wrath. Fire will consume them. That's not comfortable. For those of us who know God, we know that that doesn't touch us. Mm-hmm. We know that the end is coming for the enemy of the Lord. Yeah. So this is like an end times eschatology. I called it foreshadowing, even though yeah, the whole no, Bible is this one big meta narrative, right? But um, well, we're, we're on a, we're on a timeline, right? We like are. We are. We are reading a a book that is progressing, right? To a destination, exactly, right? with to a purpose, a, and the yeah. thread through it all, yeah. is the Messiah, yeah. is Jesus. Um, so we see that Jesus will end. He will come, and he will end all who are against him. So this is something that I think is encouraging for us. I mean, how many times? when we try to share the gospel or we try to just live our lives, um, how scriptures guide us to live through the power of the Holy Spirit and to know our God. I mean, our world does not like that. Our world does not like us. Yeah. Um, that we are called names. We're sometimes people, not so much yeah. in the North American church, but in churches across the world, there is real persecution. Well, There's real terror and yeah, it, it, physical it, harm we happening. Have, we have a different uh, type of persecution here now, right? You can't... Yes. Good luck going to get a job in a lot of places if you were to say something like, I refuse to work Sunday morning because I'm going to church to worship my God. Right, I have a different... They'd be like, no way. Yeah. But Weirdo. if you were to say, hey, I'm going to dress up like a drag queen and go read kids' stories, they'd be like, deal. Yeah. Right? So when you stand for Orthodox faith, faith, we do face like a passive persecution. Right. Nobody's looking to kill us. No, like they but do there's harm third world, for sure. You know, fully like where it's Christianity's outlawed, thinking like, Middle Eastern Muslim yeah, countries there's where definitely there's places that. where there's it's your it's life is in different danger. different versions of of persecution of persecution yeah for sure um, and I think for us knowing that that end is coming but at the same time that should give us a burning desire and passion to pray for our enemies to pray because we know what's coming they may not believe they may think that we're crazy but we know the truth we know mm. what scriptures say so we need to be praying for them and to have yeah. a heart of compassion for them yeah. Uh, yeah, and yeah. pray for their repentance, for yeah. Jesus to reveal himself, the Holy Spirit to reveal yeah. himself. Because right? they are as a blazing oven, which mm-hmm. helps when you think about the way it was, right? We we read that and go, okay, whatever, the oven gets hot. Well, right. Well, they're Not like ov- the fiery furnace, right? Their ovens weren't designed to get hot. They no. were designed to stay warm over long periods of time. But right. if you burned the oven... You destroyed the oven. Yes. You burnt it because they weren't making out of steel and metal like we are. They were making out of clay and stones and things that would, if you get them so hot, they just crumble, right? So the oven would actually be destroyed. Yeah, exactly. Um, Verse 10 goes on to say, you will destroy their descendants from the earth. Like this is... This is the yeah. heavy stuff. Yeah. Descendants from the earth and their offspring from among the children of man. They literally will no longer exist. They will be obliterated. Yeah. Well, the, the that whole, the genealogy, like, and, and this is, lots of people when they're reading their Bibles, they skip it. 
They yeah. skip genealogies. Yeah, that's true. What well, because geni- they're kind of boring. Well, what a genealogy teaches us. It teaches us that the offspring matter. Right. The generations the generations, the generations matter. that will continue. Our lives are but a, a speck in the timeline of God. Mm. That's why our genealogy, generational stuff matters. Um, yeah. Because Abraham was never going to be a great name, numerous uh, nation in one generation. No, that doesn't happen. Right? And, no. And even if you look, go look and read the story, Abraham didn't have tons of kids. And Abraham's kids didn't have tons of kids. That's right. But all the other ones did. All mm-hmm. the other kids that weren't in the, the chosen line had right. tons of kids. That's why the Israelites were always outnumbered. But over time, the generations matter. That's why yeah. when, they, when God says like he's going to wipe spinal. out your descendants. Like you will. That's like, no, I'm, I want the line to end. Yeah, like your line will end. Yeah. Verse 11, though they plan evil against you, though they devise mischief, they will not succeed. I love this. I think as believers, we need to cling to this. Though they plan evil mm. and mischief, they will not succeed. Yeah. The Lord will not allow them. It's already being decided that it, this will all come to an end. Yep. So they may have their time now, fleetingly, in the moment, but it has an end to it. And that is a great day of celebration for those of us who are in Christ. And yet, tragic for yeah. everyone else. Yeah. And then verse 13. Oh, I just love this one. Be exalted. Oh, sorry, I missed verse 12. Yeah, I was going to say you missed 12. I 12. 12 is like... This was good too. Every junior high kid boy's favorite verse. I get to aim my bow where? At your face. I know. So it's talking about then how they plan evil. They will not succeed. For you will put them to flight. The Lord will chase them away. You will aim at their faces with your bows. So Mm -hmm. like there's destruction going to happen. Leave. This is the not safe for parents verse. The not safe for parents. Don't aim that at your brother's face. Yeah, that's not good. That's right. And then verse 13. Be exalted, O Lord, in your strength. We will sing and praise your power. Yeah. When was the last time that you trusted that God has a plan for your life? That whatever struggles that you have, they also have an end. They do. And do you make time to sing and praise the Lord even in that? When you feel your enemies are around you or your situation has no end, it does. Do you thank him for your blessings? Do you thank him for your answers to prayer that he has answered you and blessed you with? He is all-powerful, creator God, who has provided a way to salvation, life everlasting in him through Jesus. Let's praise him and him alone. I just want to encourage you that this week as you go into your week to praise God. Remember his blessing in your life. Remember his answers to your prayer. And remember that all of your struggling and whatever you're walking through that's hard, it has an end and he's with you. Hey, so as we end, I'm just going to say hey to Damien from uh, Switzerland. Okay. It's, it's, uh, we've crossed over like this crazy weird line where he sent us our first kind of like piece of mail. Okay. So uh, for, for a while, we've kind of been saying, we don't know how Switzerland is getting yeah. to the B spot. And Damien is one of those guys listening in, uh, one of those people listening in Switzerland. And he dropped us a note and just said, hey, I like what you're doing. And uh, we love getting that. And 
firing a couple messages back and forth and all that kind of stuff. So uh, thanks for joining us today. If you've enjoyed the conversation or the podcast, you can always subscribe, leave a like or a comment, or even send us a message on our social streams or even tell others about us. We appreciate any help in getting connected to people who are interested. As always, you can find us online at discipleship.ca and on Facebook and Instagram. Have a great day. Hope you can join us next time. Until next time.